Welcome back to the Leading with Purpose podcast. This episode is all about the flow. We've all heard and have probably said things like, I'm in flow right now. But what really is flow? How do we get into it? And why does it matter? Welcome to Leading with Purpose, a podcast for career and entrepreneur women of color on the rise into positions of leadership and influence in their organizations and industries. I'm Dr. Wajita Small, Purpose Alignment Coach and Leadership Strategist, and I am here to help you create a legacy through purposeful and impactful leadership. For those of you that are new to the Leading with Purpose podcast, And to me, I consider myself a scholar practitioner. What does that mean? Well, I have a very strong academic background, having a PhD in human capital management, but I've chosen to use and apply my scholarly knowledge as a practitioner in the workforce. I preface that because much of my work, including the topics I discuss on this podcast, are grounded in research and supported by practice. While I try to have at least a balance between the two, with the goal being more practice-focused, this episode is a tad bit heavier on the research. But don't worry, it's not jargony. I know that's not an actual word or difficult to understand, and it is quite interesting. So now, let's get into it. So what is flow? Related to concepts like happiness and optimal experience, Flow, according to some of the founders of the positive psychology movement, is a state that is attained when someone has both high skills and is undergoing significant challenge. Being in flow, which is described as a kind of euphoria, is a feeling that many people have had and do experience, but only a few can really describe or comprehend it. It is the holistic experience that people feel when they act with total involvement. Diving down a bit more, flow involves a deeper perspective than intrinsic motivation. When someone is in flow, accomplishing tasks becomes the greater reward as an end in and of itself rather than a means toward other goals. Okay, and how wowzers. Let's break that down. Happiness. Optimal experience and flow are related. These are all positive, which tells us that being in flow is beneficial to our well being, specifically our subjective well being, which we will be discussing in a future episode. Flow is a state, which means it is something you can move in and out of. This tells us that we have some level of control over our ability to be in flow. To attain flow, you have to have high skills and be undergoing significant challenges. I want to be clear here, though, that challenges do not equal difficulty. Perhaps we can liken undergoing a challenge to attaining a goal. Flow, which is likened to euphoria, is not an uncommon experience, but is difficult to describe or comprehend. This is because the process of flow is subconscious. While we become aware of being in this state, 
after we come out of it, we generally aren't aware of being in flow while we're actually in flow. Flow is deeper than general intrinsic motivations. It is the work that goes into achieving the end goal that is more rewarding than the actual end goal itself. Now that's deep, y'all. Are you following me so far? Now let's take it to another level. Psychological capital researchers state that flow takes place when your subjectively experienced level of opportunity or challenge in a specific situation is entirely balanced with your perceived abilities and skill to meet the demands of that situation. Taking into consideration that when the challenge exceeds your perceived skills, the resulting anxiety and diminished self-efficacy will impede your engagement, enjoyment, motivation, and thus your flow. In the same vein, when the challenge is proven to be below your skill level, boredom and apathy will take your attention away from the activity and will cause you to lose flow. So let's do another breakdown. In order to be in flow, your experience of the opportunity or challenge has to be balanced with your perceived ability to meet the challenge or take advantage of the opportunity. What that means is that the challenge or opportunity you're being faced with has to be equal to your level to meet the challenge in order for you to get into flow at working on or through it. If the challenge is greater than your belief in your ability to meet it, you will experience anxiety and a diminished belief in your ability to meet that challenge or opportunity, which results in low engagement, low enjoyment, low motivation to engage in activities to meet the challenge that will not allow you to reach a state of flow. If you believe that a task is beneath your level of skill, you will get bored, you will lose focus, and therefore you will not be able to reach a state of flow to accomplish that task. Think about it in this context or in, in the context of the work that you do, rather. Whether it be in your work within an organization, or as an entrepreneur. What are you doing when you experience flow and tell yourself, I got this, and you just get down to it, bust out tasks after task, right? What are you doing when you feel overwhelmed and can't focus on getting started or finishing a task or activity? What tasks are you performing that bore the hell out of you? The ones that you say, I hate doing this the ones that result in you doing something other than what you need to do. These varying feelings toward your work, a task, challenge, or opportunity, and your ability or inability to be in flow are a result of the balance between what needs to be achieved and your believed ability to achieve it. Flow is considered an emergent motivation. And what that means is that it comes from new goals that arise as a result of interactions within your environment. Our goals develop as we experience our environment. They evolve and thus flow can wax and wane depending on what we discussed a bit earlier, right? When the challenge or opportunity faced is on par 
with our ability to meet it and our level of happiness, enjoyment, engagement, etc. It will be the result of the related activities associated with achieving that goal. Take note, though, that everything that we experience interacts with our thoughts and emotions and determines our level of flow through the next experience. This tells us that flow is flexible and can be developed like the experiences and opportunities we have and create for ourselves. When you are in flow, your concentration is high, your self-consciousness is low, You have a strong focus and control on and over the challenges or opportunities presented. You have high self-esteem and time is no longer seen or tracked as a determining marker of progress. Additionally, as I mentioned earlier, the sense of accomplishment is no longer the end goal, but comes from the activities you engage in to get there. Now, let's move into flow as it relates to our levels of performance. Thinking of performance, again, in relation to either how we perform within our roles in an organization, if that's what we do, or performance within our own businesses as entrepreneurs. Research suggests that working in your strengths can increase your flow. When you are able to concentrate on your strengths, you are more engaged and the results are greater performance and fulfillment. You move away from trying to work on or fix weaknesses. When you work in your strengths, the perception of work shifts and enhances your experience of flow. This is the concept that many of us talk about regarding the differences of levels of enjoyment when performing tasks that we do not see as quote-unquote work. We also talk about this when we discuss working within our purpose, which I've talked about in a lot of different episodes, right? Taking this a step further, it's important for us to identify the distractions that prevent us from experiencing flow. There are distractions everywhere. When we know what they are, it is easier for us to refocus so that we can reach flow. And now there are three types of distractions we need to look out for. First are physical distractions. These include those that impact our senses like noise, lighting, room temperature. We may not really think about these things and the impact they have on our ability to focus and reach a state of flow. Take an inventory of your environment. Is your workspace conducive to achieving your goal and the associated activities? Does it allow you to focus on your tasks and reach a state of flow? If it's too cold in the room, you're worrying about how cold it is in the room and not being able to focus on what you need to do. Same thing if it's hot. If you have background noise going on, whether it's other people talking, your children, radio, whatever it is, all of those physical distractions impede your ability to move into flow. Second are social distractions. These include conflicts, power struggles, distrust, and lack of transparency, which cause your attention to focus on defensive behavior 
instead of an openness to the changing environment, which contributes to evolving stages of flow. Take some time to identify what some of the social distractions you may be facing in your workplace or business. Are you experiencing any conflicts and with whom and where are the conflicts stemming from? Are you around people that you can trust? Can you be open and honest with the people you work with or those within your circle? Third are emotional distractions. These include feelings of guilt, disengagement, or burnout from long hours of work. All of these impact the work-life alignment that is necessary, necessary, (laughs) that is necessary for achieving optimal well-being in every aspect of your life. Think about it. What do you need to do or how can you shift the way you work to have time to give the necessary time and attention to all of the parts of your life to get rid of the sense of guilt you feel when you may have neglected one area or another? How can you be more engaged or re-engage in activities that allow you to focus? How can you manage your time better so that you do not overwork yourself? So now why should we want to be in flow? Being in flow results in positive outcomes, right? Flow has been shown to have positive correlation to academic, artistic, literary, and sports performance, as well as physical and psychosocial health. This illustrates that the connection between flow and success spanned across the board. They span across the board. Being in flow allows us to achieve far more than we could if we were out of it or never experience it, which unfortunately some people never do. When we think about our ability to accomplish anything we set out to, and as we embark on the journey to achieve those goals, those feelings of happiness, elation, euphoria, overcoming is all about the flow. I've been in flow several times and it's like, honestly, it's hard to describe. You just get into it and things get done. You're not focusing on anything else. And when you're done, there's this amazing, amazing, amazing sense of accomplishment. You don't even realize why you were doing the work. You just know that the work got done. So I want to emphasize the importance of being able to get into a state of flow. And we all have our own methods, but I want to share some of mine. So before we go, I want to leave you with a few of my suggestions for achieving flow. First, identify your distractions and eliminate them. I said this earlier, distractions are everywhere. And yes, it takes some skill to kind of block them out, but it's possible. You know what makes you comfortable. You know what allows you to focus. Concentrate on being able to constantly create those environments for you. Create environments that don't have distractions or that limit the number of distractions that are there. 
Second, review the challenges and opportunities associated with attaining your goals and your thoughts and feelings about your ability to meet those challenges and opportunities. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? How do you feel about your ability to accomplish them? I've talked about in episodes in the previous season, this concept of self-efficacy, our belief in our ability to achieve our goals. If we don't think we can, we won't. We won't be able to get into a space where we can get the work done because we don't think we can actually do the work. So do that inventory. What challenges and opportunities are you being faced with? And do you believe that you can actually meet them? Usually you can. And that self-doubt creeps in for a lot of reasons that we won't get into. But just be mindful of that. Third, continuously set new goals and open yourself to experiences and environments that will result in an evolution of flow. Don't cut yourself off. Every new space, every new person, every new situation, every new opportunity, assess it. Be open to bringing that in so that you can evolve your flow. Remember, our environments impact our flow. Our ability to see the value in those new spaces, in those new environments, in those new opportunities begets new opportunities, and elevates our flow. Our flow evolves. Fourth, actively work on increasing your knowledge, skills, abilities, and other attributes to position yourself to meet the growing complexities of the challenges, opportunities, and environments you encounter as you rise to higher levels in your work and your craft. Always, 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 always learn new things. I've said this a gazillion times. My mentor has always instilled in me, you should know something about everything and everything about something. Do not close yourself off from learning new skills, enhancing your abilities, enhancing your attributes so that you can meet the growing needs of the complexities of the opportunities that you're going to be faced. And you know, as they say, more money, more problems more skills, more opportunities. Think of it that way, right? Because as you grow within your organization, within the work that you do, within your craft, you become more valuable, which opens up new opportunities, opens up new spaces, opens up for you to be able to be at a higher level of flow. Lastly, give yourself the space and time to take a break to rest, to recalibrate if you need to so that when you're ready to start again, you can get into your flow. So share some thoughts with me. Share your experiences with flow. Have you ever reached a state of flow? What was that experience like for you? Share this under the episode's IG post. Send me an email. DM me at Leading With Purpose Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to share your experiences, what your process is about getting into flow. When you're in flow, (laughs) what are you able to accomplish and why has that been valuable to you? I thank you for holding and sharing this space with me and I will catch you all 
in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. It has been great sharing this space with you. I hope that you have taken what you've needed so you can share what you've learned and that you are on your way to living, learning, and leading with purpose. I encourage you to stay connected with me. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading With Purpose Podcast. And don't forget to visit my website, www.ygdasmall.com, where you can subscribe to my mailing list. Till next time.